Welcome to Daybreak with Ted Tibbet and Michael Paul. If you have a comment, you can call us now at 261-0898 or pound 981 on any ceasefire device. Our email is newsradiomornings at gmail.com. What is love? Baby, don't hurt me. Don't hurt me. No more. 716, what is love? We're talking about chains and silk shirts. And okay, so the man... The man, the myth, the legend is is with us this morning. And so I think he was listening, Ted, because we were hooked up and I could see him over there on the Zoom call dancing, actually. Like he really was into the BGs and all that stuff. So it looks like he was a puka bead wearing silk shirt, high heel shoes kind of guy. Gene, good morning. I started listening to this, and I started ripping the shirt off, grabbing another coffee, and I said, I just can't wait. What a privilege it is to have you here with me this morning, gentlemen. Yeah, let me tell you, that that was, uh, that, you know, it was, you know, it's funny how sometimes when you, uh, when you have something like the, the Saturday Night Fever craze and the, the sort of disco craze that happened back I guess we would say probably in the in the late to middle middle to late seventies somewhere in there it all started, and for just about three to five years everybody was just doing the same thing. They were all out there wearing. The, did you wear those silk shirts? Well, there was a phase going back to the seventies when the silk shirt was the crave, and I would guess for a period of five to seven years. It was more in than out and considered the standard. We drifted away from it after Vietnam, post-Vietnam era. Uh, things were changing in the country. I think a lot of the fashion, not to mention the music, was changing. Yeah. So it became a uh, it became a crave that, like you said, that came and went. Hey, I've got something for you. Okay. If someone says thank you to you, what do you say? You're welcome. No. Not with the Gen Z, Gen X. It's, of course. You make a note this weekend when you're at the restaurant and you say thank you to the person who presented you the meal or the, or the bill or whatever they did. Say thank you. They say, of course. All of a sudden I'm saying to myself, I didn't say thank you to you for you to say of course back to me as if you expected me to say thank you, of course. Yeah. No, no. It's a gracious response that generates uh, your uh, cultural um, um, training to say, well, you're welcome, sir or ma'am. And I don't know what's gotten into this uh, Gen Z millennial crowd that think, well, of course you better say thank you to me because yeah, I that, deserve it. That You is... even deserve to have... Uh, someone say thank you to you like you deserve to sit home on the couch and get a check every month instead of going to work. What is this well, going on? Which is exactly what's going on. We understand that. But you know the other thing that bugs me, I don't know what it is about this, but it sort of bugs me, and that is when you say something to somebody, like you make a comment about something like, man, the weather is so bad today, and they say, right? <laughs> Have you heard right. that? Right. <laughs> yeah, of course. It just bugs yeah. the hell yeah. out of me. Yeah. 
there's no there's no cognition of being able to step out and talk about the weather like i heard you talking about rainy and cloudy and overcast yeah. and biloxi uh you know i'm a few miles away in pensacola well we're it's not here yet it's uh it's about 68 degrees and it is cloudy but we haven't gotten the front you have there have there in biloxi yeah. yet how's that for a response not right right <laughs> So, you know, I just I think we we are in just a weird cultural time right now where weird That's, things are happening yeah. because of the the bizarre way that uh, that the left has put on us about, you know, if you're a man, you can be a woman. And, you know, they don't just take it to that level like, OK, so a man can can be a woman. OK, well, maybe you can have surgery and maybe you can kind of, you know, appear to be a woman. You're still a biological male, but they want you to believe, they want you to suspend your common sense, and they want you to agree that they can have a baby, that they can have a period, that they can, I mean, this is just nuts, and I refuse to agree with it. And I'm not going to work today because you've just upset my emotional stability. You know, well, you've just you've emotionally uh, broken my heart, Michael. I'm I think I'm going to stay home and not work today. Yeah, yeah, but I do expect to. But I do expect to be paid. Well, you you will you will don't worry about that. That uh, that will be coming at some point in the hey, if you, if you, The <laughs> Dems won't forgive the Republicans for bringing us Donald Trump, no. but the Dems do forgive China for bringing us COVID. Well. Can our Democrats continue to spin this narrative, or will these Democrats continue to believe this is a damaging narrative? What's going? To, what's the future, Michael? So, so look, I mean, we're start. We already knew this. We're starting to find out now that uh, that there was actually. I mean, we've got the records now. The bank transactions between China and Hunter Biden, or maybe not Hunter. I don't know the. the, the it's unclear to me where all the money went, but we know that it went to accounts that belong to Biden family members. So all about that this was Russian disinformation is actually now being proven with real bank records that they're taking money from China. So, I mean, where do we go from here? What happens now? Can can we say that that the Biden family is a is a crime family? I don't know. Well, Congressman James Comer, Republican from Kentucky, is head of the House Oversight Committee. And new records are coming out every day with the help of the uh, Treasury Department that's telling the banking institutions to release this these banking records you referred to on the Bidens, which funneled bi millions of dollars into what's called influ influence peddling. When Ivanka Trump was selling handbags in China, her husband was not yet a president. Yet the media jumped on board with her relationship with China. They were uh, Trump kills some hotel deals he was about to put, put together because of the uh, uh, appearance that uh, such a relationship would be bad for his presidency. The Justice Department and prosecutors and different state attorneys, federal attorney offices went hog wild against uh, the two Trump sons and daughter. 
daughter for uh, alleged business dealings that pre-existed Donald Trump's desire to even think about running for president. How soon we forget. And yet here we are with what you've opened with a minute ago, Michael, a proof of record showing influence peddling by the Biden crime family. And everyone's looking the other way. And what if this oversight committee comes out with more formidable evidence showing not the likelihood, but the concrete, conclusive evidence that the Biden crime family was in the pockets of China? Who's going to have the chutzpah to take the initiative to file criminal charges against Joe Biden and the Klan? Who's going to bring them to justice? So the Constitution, the Constitution speaks to this. The Constitution says that the House must uh, act like a grand jury and impeach, and the Senate must convict. So if if we have a process for this, and it's very interesting that they use this process twice on Donald Trump, we'll see how many real Republicans are out there. In the coming days, if all of this comes to fruition, well, I don't know if it'll come to fruition before Biden's term ends. But in any case, if that happens, then, of course, they're they're trying to uh, to uh, charge Donald Trump with crimes. Maybe this is the new way. You know, you become president, you be you, you become charged with crimes and you uh, you go to jail. I don't know. You know, this is how third world countries do it. I know that. Well, back in the 70s, when Richard Nixon was president, there wasn't a Republican-Democrat issue on this thing. The the president was accused of doing wrong, and Congress came forward to attempt to impeachment. He smartly resigned. Right. But the point is, today, it's a wall that's being built up uh, of one side against the other that's just throwing vitriolic diatribe across the across the wall at each other without even any rhyme or reason. Last week I was looking for a name when you were closing. Her name was Debbie Debbie Wasserman Schultz, <laughs> Congresswoman from Florida. Yeah. This uh, basket case was accusing um, the um, uh, li- Democrat liberal um, uh, uh, Matt Taibbi. A Democrat liberal who voted for Biden of um, uh, uh, of uh, unethical behavior when just because he was pointing the finger at clear evidence that Biden was doing wrong. And there is no rhyme or reason. There is just a wall of Democrat versus Republican. This has got to stop to save the merits of our democracy, our Democrat republic. It's not fair that they go at it in such a vitriolic way, using t- good time and energy in Congress and distracting from uh, economic development. Hey, the rapid fire, the public schools, a gift to the teachers union right now, the broken border, a gift to the cartel, foreign policy, a gift to China, and as I just mentioned, our economy, a gift to no one. The truth is out. America's getting weaker. And this Biden is creating a new normal to lower your expectations and mine and raise taxes and make you say thank you for raising my taxes. I've never seen such insanity. (laughs) Thank you, sir. May I have another? You know, yeah, hurt me again. It feels so good. 
Yeah, it's absolutely nuts, and I agree with you 100%. You know, but where does this all stop? In other words, if we continue down this path, where does it end for America? And I, I say that it ends with us being uh, a, a, a part of another uh, another system, like the communist system. I mean, I see it headed in that direction if we continue. And the very interesting thing that I've always wondered about is what will the real communist, when they get in charge in America, what will they do with all these uh, all these folks who have gone around and been their useful idiots? What will happen to those folks? Those folks are going to be accountable to people like you and me and the hundreds of thousands listening to us right now. Those folks are going to have to deal with us folks yeah. and be accountable. The best thing you could do to Joe Scarborough, who I regret comes from Pensacola, Florida, that guy, that whack job and his wife over on uh, MSNBC yeah. are speaking ill of uh, of Trump and the democratic process because they were nixed. The door was slammed in their face by Trump uh, 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 about a decade ago, and they've been on a mission on be with W uh, with MSNBC to to um, uh, uh, disparage him at every turn. This is just one example of the woke media n more concerned about political posturing and not what's in the greater good of this nation. We've got to get we got to turn them off is what we've got to do. And folks listening, please subscribe to our website because I've uh, got a library of all the WMXI, WFOR uh, 15 minute segments we do every week. And you can listen to these we do every week with Michael and I. What a great, uh, review of some of the topics we've talked about over almost two years now, Michael. Gosh, has it been that long? It's been fun though. Yeah, it's over a year and a half, but boy, I tell you, uh, I look back at some of the things we talked about a year and a half ago and I said, dang, we nailed it a year and a half ago. Yeah. Sure enough, the issue's here now. So there was a big question, and we got 30 seconds. There was a big question that came up uh, the other day with some of our listeners about how long a president can actually serve in office. Do you have that answer? It's two terms, eight years. That's why I'd like to see a Trump there's something in there that says we probably don't have time to really address this, but I think it's 10 years they can serve. So that's the maximum time I believe that a president can serve. So he would have to take over for another president less than two years left. Right. Well, yeah, I know you're running out of time real quick. Bring DeSantis in as VP under Trump. Okay. He gets his marching orders and gets four years of boot camp. Then we hand uh, two terms over to DeSantis after that. 12 gotcha. years. Gene Valentino, thank you so much uh, for joining us. We'll see you again next You're the week. man. Happy St. Patty's Day, you Yeah, happy St. Patty's Day to you. <laughs>